Okay, uh, welcome to the next podcast or next episode of the podcast, The Long Road. Uh, today at the Impact Centre, we're joined by, uh, on my left, David Wells. Hello. Tamika Rose. Hello. Jordan Benson. G'day. And last but certainly not least, Simon Collis. Hello. How are we, team? All good? Yeah, yeah good. Right. Good, good, thank you. So, anyway, yeah, The Long Road is a bit of a discussion uh, through life, um, attacking obstacles and getting through the other side. So... Um, just uh, just going around the around the uh, room here now. We'll start with David. Um, be able to tell me, uh, obviously, a little bit about yourself um, that listeners listeners probably don't know, or the general public don't know. How old you are? Um, you, you'll probably notice a uh, a fair accent from David. Um, where you know, obviously, you rode to uh, to Australia to Caden, and uh, what your role is there. Um, okay, so I'm. Um 34, and I had to think about that. Um, and I've been over in Australia for the last 10 years, uh, nearly all of which with Caden um, from the UK. And whereabouts? Leeds. Um, yeah, came over here looking for a bit of a better life and um, better working life more than anything. So very little opportunity over there for me, anyway. Came over here. Um, did six months in Darwin. It was too hot. Came to Sydney. Started working for for Kate Rosie at Caden, and yeah, still here. What was your first kind of meeting with Rosie? That that would have been. Everyone's always got their first time, uh, you know. And uh, the first time meeting uh, uh, Rosie or the Shagger. Uh, yeah. How was it? Uh, didn't know whether to be intimidated or just find him funny. He was like, the first time I met him, he was, because um, he didn't even interview me, it was Katrina, um, believe it or not. And then, so he took me on and then uh, the first time I met him was uh, in a trench. And he was, we, we were just we were just going ham, like going for it. And you're just sort of testing you out, seeing what you've got. And yeah, just being in his shagger self. Come on, shagger, come yeah. on, shagger. Don't you love this? Didn't know if he was serious or not, but <laughs> didn't know how to take the shagger at first. You <laughs> <laughs> <I> never do. <laughs> uh, didn't know if he was taking taking the mickey out of me or not, but yeah. Okay, so uh, yeah, from Leeds, um, come over here for a better life. Is your wife British as well? Yeah, she's from Leeds. We went to school together. Oh, look at that! Isn't that sweet? You know, yeah. high school sweethearts. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, uh, moving on to Tamika. Can you um, yeah basically let each, uh, let the listeners know? Um, how long have you been with Caden? How old you are? And just give us some of your backstory. Um, okay, yes, yeah, so I'm Tavika. I'm uh, 20 years old. I'm almost 21. Um, I have been working with Caden for three and a half years. Um, What's your role in Caden? Is it, uh, is oh. it basically... Uh, Shaggers, uh, you know, Shaggers lucky, or uh, you know, he, like, he or calls it yeah. he calls it personal assistant, but I think I'm an executive assistant. <laughs> I'm yeah, I like to call myself second in charge, but I'm definitely not even close to that. Um, but yeah, no, pretty good. I love I love what I do. Okay, weirdest thing that Shaggers made you do in work? Oh, oh um. Oh, that's a tough question. Probably just, r like, I'd attend meetings for him and just have no idea. They have no idea who I am and they and I have no idea who they are and I just have to, like, pretend that I know what I'm talking about and knowing full well I, I didn't back then, but... 
Yeah. Fake it till you make it. Fa- literally, fake it till I make it. Amen, sis. All right. Uh, uh, next along, we've got Jordan Benson. So Jordan's um, a fairly recent uh, addition to the Caden team, um, to uh, the Caden Colts. Um, let us uh, give us a little bit of insight of, you know, obviously how you came into trading, into the trading um, apprentice program, and how you then transitioned into Caden and how you found it so far. Um, I came from, originally I came from Carpentry and I wasn't having the best time over there. Uh, my boss wasn't the best. Uh, everyone I was working with wasn't too nice either. Too and many splinters or I don't know, what's, what's going on there? Um, they were just, they weren't helpful. Like they just, they would teach me some things, but they, when I asked for more help, they just said, I've already told you once, this is, this is it. I'm like, okay, well, you, sh- you don't want to teach me and it's just not going to work out. And so I decided to look for somewhere else and I got in touch with Rosie and Tamika and I met them on a weekend one day and moved on to Caden and so far I'm loving it. I haven't enjoyed a job this much in a long time, so yeah. Well, how old are you? I'm 17. Haven't enjoyed a job this long for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're probably only a couple of years into your working life. Yeah, is yeah. That yeah. Only, I, only a year, a year and a bit now. <laughs> yeah. Enjoying it. Okay. All right. Um, thanks very much for that, Jordan. Okay. Last but not least, like we said, uh, big Simon Collis. Um, you're a big man. You're a big figure around uh, around the trading boys. Um, bit of a cult figure. Um, <laughs> let us, uh, yeah, give us the rundown of how you came into um, Caden and then obviously joined the tr- the, the apprentice program and what it's kind of, um, yeah, given you? Uh, well, I, I knew a lot of the, the boys that did the program the first the first year because I went to school with a lot of them and they left a year early to, to do the program. Um, but I stayed on at school to finish, like to get my HSC. Uh, but I didn't want to go to uni after I finished, finished school, so I, a couple of the boys were like, oh, it's pretty good, like, good work and so I ended up just signing up with a couple of my other mates who I finished school with and um, yeah it's been going for it been really enjoying it what's the um, what's the kind of work like um, where's it taking you um, well I, I just like to um, I, I've always liked maths and uh, Rosie's always given me opportunities to go down alleys that I, I'm good like I'm good at I feel like he brings the best out of people so it's good like working with Rosie he can like help me I guess do the things I want to do and like reach my potential or whatever yeah okay cool so obviously maths so good accounting so coffee orders are a big thing yeah uh, yeah you haven't missed <laughs> okay. uh, one of them yet have you yeah except when I forgot to give Timmy his change and he almost bashed me <laughs> <laughs> but that was good <laughs> well you counted it well so you knew how much there was so yeah. Uh, all right, yeah, sweet. All right, so thanks, thanks for that, guys. Um, uh, obviously, um, this is kind of directed towards David. You've been obviously with the company for ten years, um, and probably in the workforce for a lot longer than that. Um, give us an insight to how you started your working career over in England. Obviously, there wasn't much opportunities. It was probably cold as buggery too. Um, yep. Just tell me, obviously, or tell us what. Um, what working life, early working life was for David Wells? In England? In England. Um, well, I went to university for three years, so, and um, so in that time I was just having part-time jobs just to finance um, 
the study and the drink. Um, <laughs> the drink? Yeah, it was just every night. And, um, <laughs> so I did that for three years and then I dropped out because it was a seven year course for many different reasons. But so I, I went away from that and I went back, um, went uh, moved back home for a bit, back to Leeds. And in that time, um, yeah, it was really, it was the recession in 2008, nine, something yeah. like that. Um, and there was loads of people, it was one of the reasons I left, there was loads of people finishing seventh year and coming out with an architecture degree and uh, couldn't get a job in it. Just going and working at like the supermarket and stuff. Um, and yeah, so I, I really struggled to get any job for a while. I was just trying to get anything and um, I was either overqualified for the stuff I was trying to get and they didn't want me or didn't have a degree so I couldn't get an office job. Uh, I was quite in no man's land really and just doing um, uh, bits of labour, higher work here and there but it wasn't consistent, nothing um, permanent. Um, just yeah, just struggling to get by and then just just had enough of it and thought I'd try have a crack in Australia because I'd been here on holiday like the year before for four weeks, three, four weeks. Yeah, nice. With a few friends and liked it, so. How's, how different is the um, construction industry in the UK compared to Australia? Obviously, we don't have as many wet days. Uh, oh, no, recent, there's, no, there's none of that. Um, no, none of that, no wet days. Oh, no. There is if, if it's like... Flogging down? Yeah, if it's unworkable, like if the trench is full of water, you can't. You know, what are you going to do? But if it's raining, you don't, you don't go home or you don't go inside, you What's the term? I think it's Scottish mist, isn't it? Yeah, there's yeah. no, there's Scottish no rain. Mist. There's no, there's no rain. It's there's Scottish no mist. getting out of the rain. There's yeah. nothing. <laughs> you won't get anything done. <laughs> so. uh, nice, nice, nice. Um, can you tell us a couple of the big jobs you've worked on w when you've been with Caden? Uh, oh yeah, um, it was the first one, uh, Port Botany, the new port down there near the airport. Uh, was the first one, and then uh, new army barracks at Holsworthy. Um, then um, the been at Cherrybrook, which was a new rail, Northwest Rail. Um, the new football stadium, the Alliance. Um, Alliance, go to the Chookies, home of the Chookies. Simon, you'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> um, what else? Oh yes, Sydney Airport, and then we've obviously just started out at the Badgers Creek, Western Sydney Airport. I actually drove through the I drove through the other day and the sheer scale of that job is just daunting. Badger is, yeah, it's, it's it is huge. Incredible. It's like another suburb. <laughs> well it is. They're building a whole new city out there. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't believe it. In the middle of a paddock, in the inside a paddock, there was like three cranes and, and concrete pumps and that and going, Oh what? It looked honestly I thought it was the twin tower, you know what I mean? It was Lord of the Rings style, you know. Oh my god, it's in the middle of a middle of a green field and there's just these this big giant, you know, colossal thing. I'm going, Oh, how good is that? Yeah, it's supposed to be pretty big there. It's, it's supposed to be like the northwest, you know, northwest. Yeah. That whole area where yeah. it's all been recently built up. It's supposed to be like that, but bigger. And better. Like a bit of a cross between that and Parramatta or something. Yeah. So it's supposed to be like a mini. Yeah, because city. it's yeah, because the, the I think the state government are go, have gone through their um, three cities strategy, which is yeah. uh, Sydney, CBD, Parramatta, and Liverpool. So they've got those three satellite centres. All right, cool, cool. Okay, Tamika. That's me. 
Um, tell us, uh, tell us the early kind of uh, days working, obviously, um, in 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 Dad's company, but um, the transition from seeing Dad go to work and then coming in and being involved in that world. How um, obviously everyone's everyone's going to be fairly involving, but how different was that to seeing the guy at the dinner table than it was to see you know uh, your boss at work you know uh, shaggering the uh, <laughs> the workplace. Um. <coughs> Do you know what's weird, though, is that he is the same person, whether he's your boss or your dad. He is, like, just... <laughs> I can't even explain it. He's full of life. Like, just even memories from when we were young and he was working. Like, he wouldn't... I We wouldn't see him during the week. Like, he was just worked full on all the time, loved it, and we'd see him on weekends and just... Yeah, he'd be, we'd be asleep in bed before he got home and all the time. So his work ethic is inspirational. And then to now actually, like, see it now that I'm working with him is, like, the respect is just, like, ridiculous. Yeah. It's it's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, okay. Awesome. Do you have a kind of, uh, is there conflict times or, like, <laughs> times where you just go, look, honestly, I've had enough of this bloke, I just can't deal with it, you know, like, you know? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> look, <laughs> it's, it's more on my end because, yeah, definitely. Because um, it is hard because it is your dad and it's hard when you think where the fine line between it's your boss and it's your dad. How would you... Would you normally speak to your boss that? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But um, we do find that we do work with it. Like, he's very easygoing and he knows how to calm me down <laughs> when I need to be and I know how to calm him. Like, it just, it works well. Okay. We, yeah, it does. Yeah, cool. So he knows, obviously, he knows when you're when you're a bit, you know, when you're a bit on edge and gives yeah. you a bit of space. and then 100%. You know, and obviously you know the difference. It definitely works well. Um, okay, over to Jordan. How different was it um, seeing, obviously, Adam uh, work and interact with his guides and teams and the way he would um, probably be fairly generous in his time towards you than your previous uh, couple of couple of jobs? Um, Rosie definitely, like, gets more involved. And I say that, like, he really gets in there and shows you how to do everything, bit step by step, and if you don't understand, you explain it again and more uh, like in just explains it to you more until you get it and he actually helps you a lot more than my other boss did I would say like he really and he's he's really pushy so he, like he'll push you to get something done if you struggle even if you're struggling and about to collapse like he'll just keep pushing you and that motivation just keeps pushing me on how much have you changed obviously in the last you know was it oh, six or eight months that you've been with a the significant day? amount like I've changed so much since I my last job, I was just so unmotivated in my last job, and I just wasn't really, you know, having the best time. And it's ever since this, I've just been, you know, I'd wake up and like, okay, let's get to the gym, let's let's just get this dated, let's move on, let's keep going, and just push through it. It's really good. I so I see you nodding over there, Simon. You probably uh, do you have some of the similar kind of experience that Jordan has with that? Yeah, like I was heaps lazy at school. I, can't, I think I was late for school every single day. I never even saw my roll, te- roll call teacher. Um, yeah, I've never been late, like since I started. 
and it's just good building good habits. It's like wish I've always done that. It's hard to replace bad habits. It's easy to just learn them good the first time. Do you remember when you first started and you and it was it was pretty tough in the gym that first uh, first few weeks. Yeah. Uh, do you want to explain <laughs> to us how uh, uh, the Simon Collis of you know of twelve months ago to the Simon Collis of now? Oh well, I, I've just never really. I care about my health, but I don't really. I'm not that bothered about what I look like or like being strong or whatever. I don't really see much functionality uh, being strong, but it's more about like the mental thing. Like I think R the Rosie likes it because he pushes his like his mental self more. It's not even. I mean, to some extent, it's about like being muscly or whatever. But I think the thing he likes challenge himself mentally more than like physically. I don't think like he wants us to go in there and, and be healthy and and like wants to impact our lives that way. But it's more so um, impacting our lives. Like he always says, like the strongest muscle is the one between your ears. Like you can do way more if you're stronger mentally. And like that's what he that's what he teaches us at the gym. So when we're on like a rough shift or whatever just keep pushing through it it's only pain or whatever yeah it's pain's like temporary yeah, nice. goes away yeah. nice I, well I, actually I, I did witness a couple of those sessions there you were, you were fairly broken at yeah. that first start I think um, you know what I mean you, you kind of tweaked muscles that you probably never even knew you had <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah a couple of times you you know you walked out walked out like a uh, you know a fairly broken kind of a guy you know pretty demoralized and then um, but to your credit you've probably both of you have, have jumped up uh, what other parts of the program have you found um, useful in your life um I, well let's just say like once I left school I really stopped talking to my mates because I just wasn't at school so you know they would always be at school and I'd be at work and so I've made, well, I always like to say family. Like, I made, brand, like, you guys, I see you guys as family and I can see you all as mates and I'm not afraid to talk to you guys about, you know, things that are personal and I just felt like that's helped me a lot. So it brought, 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 brought um, yeah, okay. Yeah. Able to get comfortable and, and, and share some stuff around the group. That's awesome. What about you, Big Simon? Um, well, I just like that um, all the people that are, pretty genuine people like Rosie doesn't like have time for people who are dickheads like we have a no dickhead policy sort of thing and he's always said like if you don't understand something then you can ask the supervisor and if they don't want to teach you then like they can they can tell me that and like whatever yeah well, I'll sort it out yeah, yeah basically yeah here's a, you sort it out and all, all the supervisors like Bex and um just pr like every supervisor is so happy to teach you up because it's so much easier for them to just spend an extra five minutes teaching you once or as many times as you want than to like go back and fix what you've messed up so i just appreciate like that everyone's willing to help you out and they actually care about you nice nice um what have you kind of what's your experience been um, David, when you see the young guys coming out, obviously a bit fresh-faced, you know, wide-eyed, uh, fairly keen. Uh, a couple of little, you know, raw bad habits, but how have you found them? Yeah, overall, yeah, Im impressed with their attitude, and it's all stemming from what they've just touched on, the, what the, the mindset, it's all about the mindset, and 
he's got him he's got him in a good place and it's a two-way street with obviously we're all more than happy to um, t um, teach them and do what we need to do because um, they're good kids um, but it's a two-way street you can only teach people if they've got the right mindset and they want to learn and they've all got that who's the most annoying candidate we've had so far <laughs> 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 in what way? <laughs> I don't think anybody's annoying. Very political answer, actually. Yeah. yeah, very political answer. How about you, Tamika? You you obviously have to deal with a lot of the office stuff, a lot of the questions. Hey, I haven't put in uh, any timesheets. Hey, I stubbed my toe while I was kicking a butterfly. Any and all kind of scenarios. I'm sure you've heard it all. <laughs> who's uh, who's probably the you know when you when you pick up the phone you go. <sighs> this is going to be a bit of a thing. Who do you hear? Oh, this is brutal. This is, I don't feel bad. Um, <clears throat> well, who's your favourite? Who's my favourite? Yeah, who's your favourite when you're out? There's two. Okay. Share. Tono and Sidey. Oh. They just, even when I wor was working with Tono, just my, he's like my annoying older brother. Um, and then Sideshow, it's just every day is in stitches, just full of life. But there's no, I can't. <laughs> it's brutal we say that. Well, because like if I when I do the pays, like it's just it's funny every time. This. Right, well, who calls you the most? Okay, so nah, we're gonna, we're I, gonna, we're gonna yeah. be pretty political on this one. Okay, <laughs> who have you found? Who actually? Here's one for you, Jordan. Um, out of uh, out of everyone, who have you found the most supportive inside the group? Um, well, Big Benny. Uh, when I first. The first week and second week, he helped me in the gym. And, um, obviously, when you first start, I was struggling really badly because I had nothing on me. I was just skinny and unfit, and I just wasn't prepared for it. But uh, he really motivated me and pushed me through it and helped me learn everything at the gym. So it all worked out, and let's just say it all paid off, and it's looking good so far. <laughs> it's looking good. Yeah, it's looking good. You're, you're actually, you're, your shoulders are back. You've yeah, got a my posture's, my posture's fixed. I was like <laughs> leaping over. You've got to fix your posture, don't you? Yeah, it has to awesome. be done. Who have, you, who have you found most supportive, uh, Simo? Oh, d well, all of us boys that started at like, the same time at the start of the year, we kind of supported each other because we all started at the same time. And, yeah, we all knew nothing at the same time. Now, like, we can... Like if the new boys, like new boys come in, and we can teach them like what ways we found it easier to learn. So I guess it's all the boys that started at the start, and now there's all the boys that have been there for like now, now everyone really. But I don't know. I I think it'd be hard to answer if you said who hasn't been supportive. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. Yeah, that's definitely. Very true. Like when someone's struggling, we all just get in there and jump in and say, "Come on, you got this. Keep going. Don't give up." Well, tell me about the nudgy factor. The Nazi factor. The Nazi factor. There's a Nazi factor, I think, in yeah, with you, obviously with you guys. So obviously for those who, who are unaware, we've got um, a great friend, Adam McCormick, uh, no, lovably nicknamed Nazi, and he uh, he joins the boys fairly early in the morning uh, usually, and um, takes them through their takes them through their paces. Um, is he is he someone that? Um, that really motivates you to do some, you know, to do some stuff, or is he just basically one of the boys? He, a bit of both. <laughs> yeah, he, he motivates me, like, because he is just kind of like an average bloke, like like the rest of us. <laughs> Whereas I feel like, well, I don't know, 
He likes to joke around. He likes yeah. to, you know, yeah, have fun. And he likes to test people, like... And push them. Like, really push them. Yeah. See, yeah, see what you made of, sort of thing. Um, yeah, he's just a, he's a cool guy. He's is, a crazy dude. Is he actually a good surfer or what? We, we see him take all these photos oh. and send them through the group. Is he, does he actually surf? I don't know. Maybe he had a bit of hair. He's <laughs> <laughs> been ripping it up. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm not much of a surfer myself, so I don't know. What's it? Yeah, okay. What were, what were you expecting? Like, give us a, uh, maybe a couple of things where you were expecting something and it turned out to be completely different, Simon. Um, I don't know. I, well, Nadzi, when uh, I first met him, because I didn't meet Rosie for a long time, because I, I joined like later than all the other boys, but um, I went to the Trojans Club to, to meet him and just had a chat with him or whatever and he was just like like gave me the like no fucking around mate like really said Good like you've got me to answer to like really really mean he put a bit of mustard on did he yeah oh, he's the bad cop wow. yeah, that's the good th- cop yeah, good thunder. cop bad cop oh, yeah <laughs> and if anything uh, it's the other way around I've just got two good bosses uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> would you would you agree with that Jordy Oh yeah, hundred percent. He likes to he likes to see us struggle. I know that for a fact. Like, yeah, he's like, if you're late, you know, you, you'll get a message from him or something saying, "Here you go, mate. Oh, welcome to the roller." You know, twenty minutes on the roller, and we'll all be there watching you. And Have you enjoyed the it. feedback sessions that he gives you? Like when you've really dropped the ball, and you, know, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but because I feel like um, it's not just like he's a boss; like he's also someone like I looked up look up to, and also like a, I guess I call him a friend as well. Uh, that I actually really care if he has something to say, if he's, like, disappointed in me or or something like that. It's the same with Rosie. Like, I respect him so much and I, they've always been, like, nice to me. If they have something to say that's uh, constructive, really you, yeah. then I'll actually really listen because I care about what they have to say. I know they've they, they got my best interest in mind. So you obviously uh, value their opinion. Um, how, how are you seeing this going forward, David, with getting these guys out, um, obviously into the workforce um, and getting them kind of trained up? Just how uh, how powerful is that going to make Caden, do you think? Uh, yeah, it's a, really, it's a really powerful thing to have. We're going to, especially with um, everyone that we've already got, so every, everyone's sort of gonna, got to keep stepping up all the um, Caden full-timers are all stepping up and then these boys step into their shoes and it's just gonna, things just gonna keep growing. Has it has it changed a bit, obviously, having the young guys in being so infectious and so uh, so enthusiastic, has it changed the old guys in the way that they, uh, their attitudes towards a work day would, would kind of usually pan out? Is there a bit of youthful exuberance through the crew or are they just thinking, God, these guys? I don't know to be honest. I, I'm not. I'm not classing myself as an old guy. So <laughs> <laughs> I think um, you're ten years in, mate. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think. You, I think. Yeah. Um, I think that ship sailed, buddy. But uh, you know, like, yeah, more, more power to you. <laughs> um, oh, oh, look. I d- from my from my own perspective, uh, it's it's good to have them there. It's it's natural progression, and they've got, like I said before, they've got the right attitude and. They're coming in on a much more solid basis than, and with a much better attitude than if you just got someone from off Gumtree or <laughs> like, LinkedIn like or whatever it is. Yeah. 
or, or anything like that. So. like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's much it's much better for the for the company that it's, it's these boys working like this yeah. with the foundations they got beneath them and the people they got behind them. Where do you reckon this uh, this kind of um, this early start in the construction industry and obviously the, the training that they're just about to undertake in 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 their in their apprenticeships? Where do you think this can take them in the future? As far as they want, as far as they want in the industry, and um, yeah, it's up to the individual. Like there's there's definitely like, like I said, this it's going to keep keep growing, and it's all about people. Any company is all about people, but none more so than like a, a small to medium sized construction company where everybody's got to have the right work ethic otherwise it just falls down um, but yeah there's definitely going to be it's, it's the, more it, the more it grows the more it, people keep coming through each year everyone can just keep taking the next step up but it's, it's up to the individuals really how much they want to learn it's there for them to learn so. nice uh, this, this one's for Tameka Tameka what um what are you looking for uh, forward to in the next, say, five years uh, for Caden and for yourself, obviously, uh, with the new training company that's that's just about to uh, just about to launch? Uh, what's the next five years look like for Tamika? Busy. <laughs> no, um, I'm actually really looking forward to it. I think this training school is just going to be something completely different because purely because we have not just staff like as in the trainers myself and the like you know dad and everyone that they care we've got the people that have done it in previous years that are willing to step in and help I think it's just going to be something extraordinary I don't think I don't think any of us are actually really ready of how crazy and amazing it'll be I think yeah I think the world will hear about trade and definitely <laughs> okay nice nice Geordie, what's the next five years look like for you? Um, big. Uh, I think the next five years is going to be huge for me because uh, obviously I'm going to be growing up and a lot more responsibilities are going to be coming my way. And um, I know that I've got people to ask questions if I really need help. And um, I just know for a fact that we're, this is going to be big and it's going to help a lot of people because it's helped me, so why would it help anyone else? Yeah, nice. Nice. Um, yeah, thanks for that, Joey. Um, so, Simon, uh, I'm not going to actually ask you what uh, what's up, what's in store for the next five years. Um, uh, bef- we've we've had a few meetings uh, over the last few months there, and you've identified something that's pretty passionate, that's a big passion and been close to your heart in gearing up. Um, and it's charity work, and it's international charity work. Are you able to have a chat to us uh, about what what the next kind of two or three years in relation to following your 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 passion is going to entail? Well, I just um, well, firstly tell us what it is, and then break it down for us if you can. Yeah, well, I, for a couple of years now, I've been going to um, help out at a refugee and uh, orphanage. Whereabouts? In Thailand, it's called Kirsten Jade Rescue Centre, and uh, ever since I started going there, I just like just loved. It. I just loved helping out the kids and being with the kids because they just got like they've had the roughest lives, but they're just so happy. It's like like what am I like worrying about? Like these kids have had the like shittest life, but 
they're still happy, they're still like playing, like outside playing or whatever. And it's just, I've just like fell in love with the whole thing. I just wanted to give them everything. Um, so I've been going back, but I haven't been because of COVID or whatever. I'm going over soon. But I want, um, like, if we got our group of boys, how many of us are there are like 12, if we could get over there for a week or something, like, we could knock out a big job, do something really good for them. Because I, I, I can only do so much. And me and my family, like we can paint the walls or whatever, but they need like they need some stuff done. They need drainage done, and I think we could we could do that. And I think a lot of the boys got a good heart, and they would be down to help out. Like it's not gonna wouldn't cost them too much, or whatever. I know Rosie would be keen to help out, and we got people to fundraise with, and we could make it happen if people were keen. Yeah, nice, nice. How how important it is is it to to actually be you know, uh, kind of socially responsible, not just think about yourself, do you feel? Well, I just, my whole thing, I just, like in life, I just want to be happy whatever I'm doing, and that makes me happy, so I, I just want to do that. Like, if that ends up not making me happy, I won't be doing it, but it does, like, it does, and, and every person, like, I've taken there uh, has, has felt the exact same. I, it, it's pretty hard not to feel like you're doing something good and I don't know it's 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 like you go on holiday but you get something out of it like than just sitting by a pool drinking a cocktail or whatever <laughs> like, that's great and like I like doing that too but when you fin when you've like finished you don't really feel like you've accomplished anything you're just spending some money on this whatever I, I'd rather spend my money doing this so I will um so Jordan how important would it be for you to kind of be involved in this kind of community stuff along uh, along with Simon and local projects? Uh, I would definitely, I would love to do that. I, like, I, I think I'd do that for sure. Like I 100% would go out there. Like I, if whenever you do go and you need some more people, I'd definitely be putting my name down. Like, I'll be over there, man. Um, it's always good to help others. I, say, I think like that all the time. It's just he... Simon said it's just it's something to feel good about and it's like it's a good warmth helping others that need it and you see the conditions these people are in and you're like well what is what why do I sit here and you know complain about having a crappy job and but you live in this house that's you know that's has a roof over it and there's people out there that doesn't have that and I feel like doing this is really good and it will help people out a lot more nice um yeah because uh, you feel like you're, you feel like you're helping them but they're helping you like they're always happy you see that they're always happy and once you help them even more they're just they're so thankful and you just you really appreciate that and it just gives you some warmth and it's just like it's a good feeling it just really is and it motivates you nice. to do more nice to make you've done some local fundraising there with um with your dad um, and the Terrible Benevolent Committee. Um, what was the last fundraiser you, you were involved in and how uh, how did that actually kind of translate to, um, to giving to the community? Um, the one I can think of is the, <clears throat> I think it's the most recent one we did, was in July uh, and that was for um, 
local grandmothers on the coast raising their grandchildren um, because, you know, for some reason the kids' parents couldn't, you know, support their kids, whether it was drugs, they're in jail or abusing their kids, the, the grandparents have taken them on and weren't getting any benefits or were really struggling. So, um, yeah, my mum and a close family friend, Lorraine, um, found the grandmothers uh, and, yeah, just wanted to help them out. So we got, um, yeah, we, we created a, a ball to go to and uh, collectively we had 130 people there and we raised over $60,000, I think it was. Um, it was so heartwarming and beautiful that we could all come together and auction off, yeah, just little things that you, yeah, just unbelievable. But to just give back to the communities, amazing. Awesome, awesome. Last but not least, David. So you've you've, you've dropped back down. You've you've come here uh, to uh, Australia. You've adopted my team, South Sydney Rabbitohs. Yeah. <laughs> Firstly, how are you after uh, we were robbed by uh, Penrith? Uh, I expected, wasn't it? Oh, it's terrible. Wasn't it? it was terrible. <laughs> terrible. It was, yeah, it took me a couple of days. Yeah. To get over that one, I'm finally over it. We what give it all to the Roosters, yeah, don't we? Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. We we won the week before. <laughs> what was that score, Simon? Sorry, I didn't. There was some crickets over there. We were having some technical difficulties. <laughs> uh, yeah. Simon's microphone seems to have uh, gone a bit dead there. Oh, oh hello, <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> and you're a big um, and you're a big football fan, aren't you? Um, uh, soccer. Yeah. Which team? I'm sure. What's your team? <laughs> Uh, Leeds United. Leeds United. Yeah. How are they going? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they're, they're all right. Just middle of the table. Nothing special. Um, Pretty boring. Remind me, is that the one that uh, Harry Kuehl spent some time in? Yeah. Is that what kind of you know, like you thought oh. you just thought that you know that guy's was, pretty good? We had, f- we, had fo- we had four Aussies at that time. Yeah, you did, didn't you? Yeah. Bit of an Australian connection. One of which. He's worked for us. Really? Jamie McMaster. Yeah. He worked for us Have at Kangi. Really? Yeah, wow. Wow. Oh, with us. With us. I, I think he has subbed to us like once or twice on a possession. Oh, right. But Not for Caden. No, like subbed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. How was it? How he, was, was he was at Kangi when I was there and Shawnee inside, he called me one day. I was like, you never guess who we're, we're, we've been working with <laughs> all week. Because wow, <laughs> they didn't realise until he, like a few days after working with him, and they were like, "Oh, what did you do? You used to do?" And he's like, "Oh, yeah, I used to play for Leeds United." Like, wow, how did you not miss that? You know, how did you miss that one? Well, I never. I, I, he was working with them the other side of the job, but then after that, I've seen him. I've seen him since then. Yeah. You go for a beer or what? Like, no, unfortunately not. Uh, not, no, unfortunately not. Oh well, let's see if we can make that happen. <laughs> um, uh, before I, before I actually uh, forget. One person in the world you'd love to meet? Um, well, that's a good question. It's oh, a tough question. Not something <laughs> I really have an answer prepared for. Um, that's why it's called a question. Oh, <laughs> well, seeing as we've just been talking about football, it'd be the uh, the ex-manager from last year and the year before, Argentinian bloke called Marcelo Bielsa. He's pretty much God. Really? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, heard it here first. That was awesome. TJ. 
who do you think who would be the person you would most love to meet and sit down with and you just you know you'd have such a great time with mine's quite weird um far away (coughs) would never ever have probably ellen ellen degeneres yeah i don't know i watch her all the time or steve harvey i think they're just both amazing people Got a little bit of pattern here, a little bit of daytime TV pattern. Here. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, you can probably tell. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not during work days, mind you. Not no, during... never, ever. Uh, uh, <laughs> Jordan, I'm to pose the same question to you. you. One person in the world you'd love to meet that'd really rock your world? Probably Adam Sandler. Oh, oh wow. Good one. Fifty first dates, hey? <laughs> the water boy. You know, how how could you not love him? I just love all his movies. I think it would be great to have a chat with him. It would be pretty funny. Yeah, Billy Madison, it'd be a honestly. good one. It'd be yeah, good one. yeah. Where's my snack sure. pack? What a great show! What a great show. Simon, last but not least, who would you who would you love to sit down and have a you know meet, have a meal with, or just they would just rock your world? Um, probably Mike Tyson. Pretty cool guy. Oh, wow, that would be pretty. Yeah, you'd you'd have to mind your p's and q's, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that would That's be pretty insane, wouldn't it? Can yeah. we make that happen? Uh, Mike Tyson, uh, I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, well, can we make Ellen just <laughs> He we? does like tigers. He does like tigers. He does love tigers. <laughs> <laughs> he does love tigers. Oh, uh, well. Anyway, well, look, um, uh, I think we're pretty much uh, pretty much done here. You're out of questions. Uh, you're out of answering questions. Um, I did have a whole heap of more embarrassing ones, but they're not. They're for the uh, unedited raw version. Um, Fire away! No, no, I don't, I don't have any more. That's that's complete <laughs> BS. But anyway, look, listen. Um, love what you're doing, uh, each and every one of you. Um, you're certainly making a difference in the world. Um, your stories and your experiences, all the way through, um, are, are helping and especially for the young guys, uh, moulding into outstanding young men. And I can see that transformation even in the last uh, 8 to 12 months. There's, it's been significant. TJ, keep on rocking the world, <laughs> the freeway. And Bex, keep on doing what you what you do, mate. Uh, you know, being understated, uh, <laughs> over-delivering, and uh, a rocking guy. And let's hope, hopefully South can at least do something. Yeah. How is that? I can't believe we can get that. Anyway. They're making the top eight next year, mate. Top, eight. Oh, top prediction. Yeah. Put it on the podcast. Dad's <laughs> already eight. put on it. I think he's already yeah. bet that the Tigers are going to get oh, in the top eight. He just loses money every year. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, actually, uh, in, a, in a really weird kind of a, a segue, uh, just before we leave, Simon, what's your favourite conspiracy theory? <laughs> um... I don't know, probably something to do with like the pyramids and all that. Aliens built the pyramids or or they had something to do with like early civilization. Or or that <laughs> chimpanzees ate magic mushrooms and then and then tended to humans. Wow. Mm. Is is that a conspiracy theory or is that well, just like pure <laughs> fiction? <laughs> yeah, well I feel like if they're wigging out that hard and then had these thoughts about language or whatever and they made shit happen. Okay, all right. The stone uh, date theory. Yeah, okay, all right. No, the stone date theory. Mm. Oh, wow. I just thought it was that was the whole 70s. Wow, jeez. <laughs> anyway. Uh, any, anyone else got uh, got any weird conspiracy theories before we go? Dad loves them, hey. Yeah. Tigers making the top eight. That is, <laughs> that is absolutely a conspiracy theory. <laughs> Honestly. That's, that's up there. Oh, yeah, that's up there. 
did did uh, what did we really do the moon landing, or did the Tigers actually make a final? Yeah, yeah. Nah. we don't know. We don't know. Anyway, I guess look, we'll never know. Yeah, I know. Thanks. It's been an amazing, uh, amazing little chat here. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for your time, and it's really great to kind of get to know you, uh, all of you, on a little on a deeper level. And um, thanks very much for visiting the Impact Center, uh, Impact Studio, and contributing to the long road. Thank Thanks, you. Thank you. Thank you. Signing out. Thank you very much. <laughs> Over and out. <laughs> yeah, the rest is.